Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Good morning. We're early. early. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Troy Minnie, the finisher. I'm your greeter this morning. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Tuesday. Good morning, Susie. Happy Triumph for Tuesday. Same to you. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Yeah, you bet. Could you pay for 
Okay, good morning, Yvonne. I heard you want a prayer request for your cousin. What is your cousin's name? Moxie, are you are you on the line? Aisha, and she can't walk anymore. Okay, thank you. Okay, I got you, Yvonne. Thank you so much. Anyone else just doing a call and want to say good morning? Good morning, Monique here. Who was that? Monique. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I said good morning. Good morning. Is this your first time on the line? Yes, this is my first time on the line. I've been looking forward to it all night. Oh, welcome, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome to the call. Who invited you? Thank you, Dion. Oh, great, great. So glad to have you this morning. Thank you. I'm oh, glad to be quite... here. <laughs> great. Good, good. Have a great good day. Good morning. It's Sister Lisa. Happy Chapman Tuesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Have a great day. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Have a good day as well. Good morning, morning. my name is Nicole. Sorry. Good morning, Nicole, and good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning to you Mm -hmm. both. Happy Trying for Tuesday. Good morning, Mary. Mary, good morning to you. Happy Trying for Tuesday. Thank you, Sammy. God bless. God bless you. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Jacqueline. Jacqueline, good morning to you. Happy trying for Tuesday. Good to hear your sound this morning. God bless you. God bless you too. Anyone else just on the call? Okay, who was that? I'm hearing some sounds in the background. Good morning, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. This is Juanita. Juanita, good morning to you. Happy trying the Tuesday. And who else was that? I was grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning to you, Mr. Fisher. Good morning. Good, good morning to you, grateful um, Deborah Evans. Good morning to you. Happy trying the Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Good morning, good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning to you. God bless you. I want to shout out some birthdays. I know somebody's birthday is today. Who is it? Who is it? Wonderful Wanda, I believe. Wonderful Wanda, are you on the line? 
happy, happy birthday to you, uh, Wanda, if you're on the line. And also my son's birthday today. I'm going to shout out Zachariah. Happy birthday to him. Anyone else want to say good morning before I get started? Good morning. This is Katie. Katie, is this your first time? It's my first time speaking up, but I've been listening for a few weeks. Good, good. It's so great to hear your sound this morning. Thank you for saying good morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Good morning, Ms. Simone, and we triumph on Tuesdays. You sure do, Simone. Good morning to you. Good morning. God bless you. Okay, I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is unmute. Hello, my name is Charina Definition, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer call and meet Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific time. I need everyone to please check your phone. Please put your phones on mute. Thank you. We are prayer called and meet Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Stay tuned. And for the last half of June, we are monthly theme is entitled Self-Control and Discipline. The class will focus on how yielding to the fruit of self-control will empower you to live a disciplined, God-ordained life. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. TNT Bible study is tonight. Prayer begins at 5.30 p.m. sharp, and Bible study will go from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You don't want to miss the teaching from Pastor LaBelle Jones. It will definitely enrich your spirit. There is no prayer request submitted by the app, but we do have one uh, spoken prayer request, and that is from um, Sister Yvonne, praying for her cousin. Is it Elijah? Alicia? She cannot walk. We pray for complete healing in her physical body and her legs. Also, um, I want to lift up uh, our dear sister, Geraldine, the Nicholas family. They led um, her brother to West. Um, to, yeah, led her brother Steer to rest today. So we can please live up the Nicholas family and our dear sister Geraldine. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise, Melody. Declaration, Jacqueline. Then we go right to coast and comment, hosted by Declare. I repeat. Prayer and corporate praise, Melody. Declaration, Jacqueline. Then we go right to closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for today is Romans 8.18. For I consider that the servants of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we actually put your phones on mute until it starts to come off mute. And I want to welcome again um, Monique and Katie. Monique is the new Carter. Welcome. 
And thank you again, Katie, for speaking up this morning. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Melody. Everyone, please have a blessed and awesome day. Jesus love you, and so do I. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come upon the throne of your grace with our thanksgiving of love, praise, and worship. Father, you are worthy to be praised. We glorify you and honor you as you are the I am that I am, the author and finisher of our faith, he who is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. We thank you for being our Abba Father, he who is Jehovah Elohim, our eternal creator, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, internally and externally, Jehovah Jireh, our provider of every need and heart's desire, Jehovah Nisi, waving our banner of victory, hallelujah, Jehovah Shalom, our peace and our place of refuge, Jehovah Gabor, the God of war who fights for us, we thank you, Abba. As we have brought forth our petitions of praise and thanks, we come now in repentance for our sins, knowingly and unknowingly, and any secret faults. Father, we ask that you show us mercy and pardon us from the sins. And you said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we know that you are a covenant-keeping God, so it is so. Father, we raise our petition for those who have requested prayer this morning. Our sister Geraldine, as her and her family lay her family member to rest, we ask that you give them peace and comfort right now in the name of Jesus. We also ask for um, the covering over um, Sister Yvonne's family member, Elisha, or Elisha. I ask you, Father God, that there will be total healing in her body, that you cover her from the top of her head down to the soles of her feet. And anyone else that may have not spoken up or haven't had an opportunity to speak and ask for prayer, Lord God, we ask that you meet them where they in their place of need right now in the name of Jesus and that you exceed their expectation. <clears throat> Father, we come to you on behalf of all those who have faced financial disparities, housing instability, lack of work, insecurity, loneliness, or any form of trouble. And we speak to it right now, tearing down every demonic stronghold of bondage together in prayer, as we know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Father, you said in John 14, 13, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And we know you to be a limitless father. We pray for our children right now. And we ask that you cover each and every one of them from the top of their heads down to the soles of their feet, Lord God. We also ask that you cover every marriage, Lord God. We ask that if there's any difficulties, if there's any form of communication, we ask, Father God, that you bring them back together into covenant, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. I ask right now that all of the prayer warriors, if you will open up your line and pray along with me. 
you cover Sister Jacqueline as she goes forth and brings the word. So we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you and glorify your name and magnify you above all things, Lord. And we know that you will have your way on this call today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Jacqueline, the call is yours now. Amen and good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I thank God for this day. I thank God for this opportunity to speak well of our risen Savior and King, reigning and ruling yet in heaven and in earth. So, we're continuing to talk about discipline and self-control, and this is a subject that we could talk about uh, continually. But one of the things I love about talking about a subject over and over again is it helps to drill down principles. Um, we're continuing to hear about it over and over and over again. Some lessons are learned best by repetition. I don't know that there isn't one that isn't best learned by repetition. There's some that I think by way of punishment, we might say that I've learned my lesson and I don't want to experience the punishment anymore, the pain of the punishment or the hurt that comes from it, the loss that might be associated with it. So then we want to learn the lesson the first time. But the truth is, as we hear a thing over and over again, particularly things of God as they are taught and shared through Holy Spirit, he can take one scripture and teach you something different every single time he opens it up unto you. That's just how awesome he is. 
He is our master teacher. He's our leader. He's our guide. He's our comforter. And so when you hear a scripture, um, sometimes I want to caution us to not say, oh, I'm familiar with that scripture and kind of check out because you don't know what he's going to show you in that moment from that particular passage. You might have taught it. You might have studied out the Greek and the Hebrew. You might have had uh, even wrote a song about it. But when Holy Spirit breathes on a thing, that which you believe you already knew, the eternal one, the immortal one, he can teach you something and show you something that you've never seen. We sometimes experience that, and it may sound a little like this. I read this verse today, and he showed me something I've never seen. So we always want to be open to the truth of, He's the master teacher. He's the leader. He's the guide. And as we line up, um, I don't know if any of you, if you have children in your life, if you've listened to this, if you have grandchildren, I heard some comments about grandchildren last week, <laughs> um, but there's a cartoon, and I think it's on Nickelodeon, but it's Bubble Guppies. And I like to say what Mr. Grouper says, line up, line up, everybody line up. So we want to line up with the Holy Spirit. Um, that way we can do what it is that he says and we can come out of ourselves so that we're not getting puffed up and think, oh, I already knew that. And he comes along and shows you just how little you knew and reminds us of our dependence upon him. The word discipline for me has several, I won't say several meanings, but shows up in a lot of different ways. And today I want to talk to us about discipline and self-control. And one thing that I want you all to hold on to are these words. Cheaters never win. What does that have to do with self-control and discipline? Well, we're going to get to it. Cheaters never win. When I heard that, I thought about this cartoon. I was born in 1970, so I'll date myself for those who are on the call that have no idea what I'm speaking of. But there are some of you, as soon as you heard it, you might have pictured this character, this cartoon character created in 1943. He is an anthropomorphic white basset hound with a droopy face and he was in a cartoon called dumb hounded and if you know his name you can say it with me while you're still on mute his name is droopy droopy was this cartoon character and he would often almost very in a uh, solemn way say cheaters never win and over time, after having heard that and heard that, cheaters never win. Now, I don't know what kind of cheater you might be thinking of in the moment, but when I talk about cheating self-discipline, that's what I want to talk about today. What happens when we don't take time to exercise self-control and to cause ourselves to be disciplined? Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. It is found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And it is the ability to control our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. Sometimes you may hear someone say, he made me or she got me over here looking like this. This is a matter of projecting to someone else. But self-control says that I have this ability. It is my ability to control my thoughts. It is my ability to control my emotions. It is my ability to control my actions. We don't say, before I knew it, she, had, she made me hit her. No, that was you, sir. That was you, ma'am. You lacked self-control in that moment, and you then did that. So when we assign the cause, the effect to the cause, I did this because they did that. The truth is, while standing there with your hand testifying in court, trying to defend yourself, it was you. 
The footage is played, ma'am, sir, whether you say they caused you to do it or not. The truth is you are the one that committed it. And so in the acts of our flesh, the things that we do, it's the same as it relates to the things of God. God doesn't, we don't get to get off and say, well, God, you know, she said this to me today, or he said this to me, and how was I supposed to just stand there and take it? Well, because you have the greater one on the inside of you, and self-control is possible. I, God, he has self-control, and we are made in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, we are to be like him, and we can have self-control. Not just quoting the scripture, I am holy, says the Lord, so be ye holy, for I am holy. Well, let's get this too. Let's have discipline and let's have self-control just like he does. And it really is possible. So we don't get to get away with using our emotions as a, as a license to act out of our emotions because we out of our, our actions being based on our emotions or our thoughts. I was, you sit something and think about a thing, this quote from years ago, you study long, you study wrong. And that's as it relates to the things of evil, right? Because we should be meditating on the word both day and night that we might not sin against him. So the benefit, again, of hearing something over and over and over again, what are we meditating on? What are we reflecting on? What's being drilled down? What are we hearing on a regular basis? Is it the word of God? Is it the things of God? Or are, is it the things of this world, the things that satisfy and soothe our flesh, the things that meet our personal agenda or advance our cause as opposed to God? The scripture is very clear about how we are supposed to conduct ourselves. The book of Colossians is filled with Christian character and godly living. That's a good place to meditate, to go there and to read it to get into the wisdom literature, to go and read Psalms and Proverbs, Job, Ecclesiastes, and not just read the words on the page, but to extract the wisdom from the writer, what Holy Spirit is saying to you. Don't just read it, but to take the wisdom from it. Proverbs 25 and 28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Here in the United States, there may be cities, uh, communities with walls. You may live in a gated community or a walled community. But in ancient times, there were cities that were literally, literally built and they were closed off with walls. This kept the enemy out and it was to protect the individuals on the inside. And this says that a man without self-control is like a city that's been broken into and a city that is left without walls. So it's left without its protection. It's left without any ability to, to control itself, to prevent itself against danger or harm, and just anything goes. That's what happens when we lack self-control. Before you know it, I'm, now, now I'm doing this. Before you know it, I'm doing that. Before you know it, well, let's get some self-control. Let's get some self-control so when those things come to you, you're not just like a willow blowing in the wind, going whatsoever way. No, I see that, I hear that, but I have a responsibility to govern myself according to the word of God. Paul says he buffets his flesh. He tells his flesh what to do. Our flesh is to serve us. So we should say to our flesh, I know you want that cookie. I know you do, but it's late and we are committed to not eating the, the sweets, particularly after this time of day. Now, you might call your friend the next day and say, girl, before I knew it, I sat in the bed and I ate that whole sleeve of cookies. You lacked self-control. No one made you do that. It wasn't that you couldn't 
that you that you had to eat them, you lacked self control, therefore you did. Coach D a few weeks ago or a week and a half ish ago, she talked to us about about that. So having some self control by way of our nutrition, our intake, what we take in, make an informed decision. Go ahead and eat it, she said, but for that root beer uh, that Shell talked about, she said, go ahead and when you drink it, just take a look at the grams of sugar and then get a get a teaspoon and count out the grams by the teaspoon. And that way, at least you'll know how much sugar you took in. Maybe it'll look a little, a little bit different if you see that that was almost a cup full of sugar by the time you finish eating those. And if you continue to do that, then that's the informed decision that you've made. We can make different decisions, but it comes by way of bearing this fruit and that is the fruit of self-control. Discipline. I know today is June the 20th, and we have had this call, this topic since the 1st of June, but you're going to hear the definition again. That's good. So there's someone new on the line today or someone today is going to click these things. So we don't, I want you all to think, don't, don't get frustrated when you're giving a message over and over again. I don't care if it's children or your coworkers, your spouse, that sometimes it just, it bears repeating. It bears repeating. Discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, so for some, some of the, the new age uh, parenting, uh, like free range animals that just kind of, not children are not animals, hear me clearly, but that are allowed to just kind of go anywhere. We don't believe in punishment. But the truth is there are consequences for our actions. And even though you might not choose to uh, to lead or to parent or to steward, uh, to whatever your term is by way of punishment, there are some things that are set in place. If you touch a hot stove, you're going to get burned. That's how that works. I heard a story once of a lady. She said that um, her son was playing by a curb, a, a light pole by the curb, in a parking go in a parking lot, and someone said to the little boy, "Don't play right there because, hello, it's a parking lot." But the person was explaining to the child the danger or the possibility of a vehicle who should be driving through the parking lot, not necessarily having to consider a child swinging around the light pole in the parking lot. And the mother quickly said, "Don't tell him that. I don't want him to live in fear and have to and basically not be able to play freely." Well, mom, um, we want to support you and your right to parent your child in the way that you should, but your child's actions are putting him in a position that he, other people doing what they're supposed to be doing in this particular space, could hit your child. So come on, let's have some discipline here. So, so discipline by way of, I don't, we're not trying to, to, to shape your child and make them fear things, but we need to know in, in any math equation, a car, if it hits you, adult or child, the car is going to win every time. We can be a little silly sometimes when it comes to things like that. Don't use punishment. I don't want them to have to fear that. But they need to know the truth, that if you step in front of a car while swinging on that pole, uh, you might be injured by the car. Let your child play somewhere else, ma'am. Of all the places to play, this just wasn't the place. So sometimes we want to go against the the nature, the rule of nature, the rule of law. If you throw something up, it is going to come back down. That's how it works. Self-control, again, self-control is the war between impulsivity and doing what's right or beneficial. 
when I don't have self-control, there's a war going on in between me, in, in my inner parts, being impulsive and doing what's right or what's beneficial. I know, it's, I know it's not right to sit here and eat this sleeve of cookies, but I'm at war with myself. I'm being impulsive. I really, I really want this. I really want this. If you take the notes from Sweet Simone and have, your, have the money earmarked that this is my cookie money. How many dollars do you have set aside for cookies? Okay, that's a level of self-control. Now let's take it a step deeper, another level inside of this discipline. How many cookies should you be able to eat? What's a serving? What's a serving? And let's just be, let's have some self-control in this way. I want to tell you all the story, and then we're going to get into the scripture. Cheaters never win. In 1989, I enrolled into the United States Army and went away because I did not believe that I could go to college as a result of my family's financial structure and really the lack of conversation from counselors, parents, family members about college. So I went into the military. My mother was a drill sergeant my entire life, and I didn't really know it in the way that I did until I got to the Army and at times wanted to laugh in the face of the drill sergeants because I looked at them like, is this the best you got? My mama ran circles around those drill sergeants. Well, I went into the Army because I didn't have a plan for college, not because I wanted to be a war hero, not because I liked weapons, and it certainly wasn't because I was physically fit, and that is a major component of the military, particularly the Army. Getting up early in the morning, running, um, calling cadences and singing cadences while you're running. So somebody is calling, you know, saying words and you're saying it back. This is building up your endurance and your lung capacity, your strength. Um, Sit-ups and push-ups. Oh, my God. These were some of the things that we had to do, building our endurance. There was a physical fitness test that was to happen at the end of our training. And in order to become a soldier and to pass from this trainee to actually being an enlisted member of the United States Army, the purpose for which we all went in the first place, you had to complete several tests. And one of them was the physical fitness test. Well, I was not a physical person at all. And the Army was designed to help me become one, but I found a way to cheat. Do y'all remember what I said about Droopy, that dog from 1943, that cartoon character? Cheaters never win. There were times when our drill sergeant would take us into a classroom and we would sit down until he entered into the room, he or she. And as soon as the drill sergeant opened the door, we all had to jump up and stand at attention until the drill sergeant said to you, at ease. And then you could go into this position called parade rest. Your hands are behind your back. Your, your feet are spread apart, shoulder length, shoulder wide, rather. And then they would tell you to sit down. Well, I would sit in the room. I learned that the drill sergeant came in and gave the command to at ease and sit down so quickly that I was hidden behind the door. And he couldn't always see me. So by the time they come in and they yell, he's there, they would jump up at ease, soldiers, and we would sit down. So I began to find a way to cheat the system because what's to me it was what the point what's the point of continuing to stand up and so and, and only to sit right back down let's just stay seated because he's going to tell you to sit down. Well, that was where it started, and then it became the same for push-ups. I knew who he was watching and where he was walking, and certain soldiers they could see, and certain soldiers they could not see. 
Cheaters never win. You got to have self-control and discipline. There were a couple of girls or soldiers, female soldiers, that regularly, if you did something wrong, your punishment was to drop and give me 25, the drill sergeant would say, give me 25 push-ups. So these individuals, their muscles are being built. They're actually getting this um, this skill down, this exercise of doing this. It was, was a punishment, but it was actually helping them to build their muscle and to develop the form correctly to do a push-up. Me, I, hiding in the classroom was probably, that was my, my extent of cheating and push-ups, but I, was, I didn't get in trouble. I didn't get called out. And in some ways, when I look back, it would have made a difference. It was time for me to take the PT test. I managed to run. I got the, I got the running down. But I remember doing the, the PT test, the part of the push-ups. And you don't just count them yourself. You don't tell the drill sergeant that you did it. There's a person there watching you. They're watching your form. And every time you do one correctly, they say the number you did and they continue to add. I, the cheater, the one who hid and didn't discipline myself and have self-control to master this and get over my feelings about I don't want to do this, I'm now being tested. The drill sergeant, I get in position, and the it's time for the test. I do a push-up. He said one. Now, I'm hearing other people get tested. One, two, three, four, five. And I forget the number that we had to do, but let's say it was 12, whatever the number was. I heard the drill sergeant say one. I did another push-up, or so I thought. He said, still one. I did another push-up. He said, still one. My cheating showed up. I was not able to do a push-up correctly, although I had all of this time to be shown and to follow after the example and the teaching and the training that I was given, still one. I failed the PT test. The drill sergeant that came into that room, he came over to me. My maiden name is Richmond, like the capital of the state that I'm from, Virginia. He said, Private Richmond, where have you been? He didn't really recognize me. He knew that he had a large group of in this platoon or this company of soldiers. And I said, I've been right here. He said, how did you fail the PT test? How did you fail the, the push-up? soldier. So I had to go into this aggressive training and learn in a short period of time what had been presented to me with all, along with all of the other soldiers because I cheated. Cheaters never win. As it relates to us with discipline and self-control, we have to do what the word says. When the day of testing comes, you don't want to find out that your score is still one. If you haven't developed a discipline to pray, to fast, to read your word, when trouble comes, and it does, the scripture says there's two men that built a house, one on a rock and one on sand. And when the storm comes, it doesn't just come to the strong house. The storm just comes. But the one who is going to endure the storm is the one who has built the right way. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And I'm going to read a couple of passages for us and show us how we should always exercise self-control and be disciplined. Before I get to the passage that many of us know, I want to show a contrasting scripture. Acts 4.36 says, for instance, actually, Acts 
all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that they owned and they felt what they owned was not their own. This has come up what God has blessed us with. It, it doesn't belong to us. When we realize even the temple in which we live, God graced us with this body, the resources that we amass, the connections that we have. When, when I see them as mine, as opposed to something that God has given me to steward, we see it differently. The scripture says that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. Verse 33, the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. He had self-control and discipline and did as he should. Chapter 5, verse 1, but in contrast, there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. We see what Barnabas did when he sold the property. He bought the money to the apostles. But now we see another couple, another, another property transaction that takes place. Husband and wife, they sold some property. He bought part of the money to the apostles. How much? All of it? No, he says he brought, he brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Conspiracy. No self-control. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. Jacqueline, you weren't cheating the drill sergeant. You were cheating yourself. You went into the army for a very specific reason. And now by failing this PT test, you might have to go back to the city of Hampton where you were trying to escape and start a new life because you cheated. Why did you do that? They could have named the price. They could have said we sold it for this amount and actually gave that amount. You could have charged whatever you wanted, but you charged this amount. You and your wife conspired, and now you have been found out by the Holy Spirit, and there's a consequence. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for the land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened 
cheaters never win. Now, some might say, well, you know, um, God doesn't do things like that anymore. The scripture asks us this question, though. Shall we continue in sin that grace abound? Just because we've gotten away with a lie, just because we've gotten away all this time with this behavior that displeases God, do you really want to take a chance for the day to come and say, okay, time's up. I need to talk to you about something. Have you done this? When God asks us a question, we know that he knows the answer. And in that moment, it would behoove us to tell the truth because he knows. But we don't want to continue walking outside of discipline and self-control, which is possible as a result of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. We have the greater one on the inside of us. So can we do it? Absolutely. What, what causes us to not do it? Our emotions, the way we see a thing, the way we feel about a thing. It might be influenced by our environment, our, the culture, um, our family, whatever it is. But we got to say, wait a minute, I've got to override this. I've got to override this. Mordecai told Esther, you can think if you want to that if you don't say anything, you are a Jew. And if this decree has been made and it has against all the Jews, then you're going to be affected by this as well. So finally, she got she got it. If I die, if I perish, I perish. But I got to go see the king. I got to do the right thing. Self-control is a war between impulsivity and doing what's right or beneficial. Yes, sometimes we might not want to know that there's a punishment for it, but we don't need to live with our heads in the sand as if if I ignore it, then it won't happen. Second Corinthians 10, verse 1, now I, Paul, appeal to you with the gentleness and kindness of Christ, though I realize you think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Examining ourselves, how am I doing in the area of self-control? How am I doing in the area of discipline? These are things that we have to do ourselves. Someone else can tell you, you know, you really should. But as it relates to exercising our body, you can watch the video all day long. You can hire the trainer, but it doesn't benefit you until you do the work. We can hire out a lot of different things. We can hire somebody to cut our grass. We can hire someone to wash our laundry. We can hire someone to do this or to do that. But working out our body, that's something we have to do. Getting before the Lord ourselves, yep, we can get in his presence through the leading of someone else. We can listen to worship. We can go to worship service. We can uh, play the Bible app. But what about reading it for yourself? What about opening it up, opening 
in up for yourself, putting your eyes on the word, not always relying on somebody else because that sets you up for this excuse of, well, my internet went down and I normally listen to the Bible on my way to work or while I'm washing dishes. So I haven't heard the word all week. I'm so mad at my internet company because that's why I haven't heard the word. No, no, that's, that's, that's not why. That's not why. That that's something you put in place, but your ability to get into the presence of God is predicated upon you and your interest, your self-control, your discipline to set the time, make the time, and to go do it. I discovered three types of discipline. It says preventive discipline, supportive discipline, and corrective discipline. Three types, preventive, supportive, and corrective. Preventive discipline, it's measures taken to preempt misbehavior as it relates to students. So if you would say it's measures taken to preempt misbehavior by keeping students engaged. So in the Old Testament, when the law was given, the law was our schoolmaster. It was to point us to to the to the new covenant. But when we didn't have it, this is what you're going to have to follow. Knowing nobody could keep all the rules. But if you've ever heard this, that the rules are for the people who break the rules. It's not for the people that follow them. you got to put something in place just in case somebody tries to light up a cigarette in the building. We probably need to have a rule that says we have a no smoking policy. All the non-smokers in the room are saying, you didn't have to tell me that. I don't smoke. Yeah, but there might be somebody that comes along that wants to smoke and can't smoke. So we're going to have to create a rule, preemptive put something in place to preempt the misbehavior. Supportive discipline is measures taken to assist students with self-control by helping them get back on task. So our ministry gifts, our fellow believers, somebody that can come along and help us. When we find a, a brother that is found in a fault, we are to restore them in love. If we see someone as a believer that this is my brother in Christ, this is my sister in Christ, I want to talk to them about what's happening in their life and the way that they're conducting themselves. I'm not here to judge them. I'm not here to condemn them because there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. But can I talk to you for a minute, brother? You know, people are watching you, and the scripture says that we are living epistles written of men. We're walking letters, and people are reading our life. And I just want you to be careful that you don't become a stumbling block for those young guys that you're coaching or your coworkers that are watching you. You're making some moves that's a little suspect, and they don't please God. I want, I want you to just check that out. I want you to take a look at that. I want you to consider what you're doing. Corrective discipline, measures taken when students are not following classroom or school rules. Talking about students and children, but for the believer, you all hear this. Measures taken when we are not following God. So God comes and corrects us. The Bible says those he loves, he chastens. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it out. That's a proverb. There's wisdom in that. And maybe it doesn't have to be, maybe you don't have to whoop them. Y'all discipline your children safely and responsibly. But if we're watching bad behavior, come on, Phineas and Hophni, sons of the priest Eli, God told him, he sent a message to him through the prophet that your sons are going to die. And on the same day, 
So we can sit, we can't, we can't afford to sit by and watch. First of all, make it personal. First in Jerusalem, me. What am I doing? How can I get some discipline and self-control in my own life? And then as I'm watching others, particularly those of the household of faith, do good to everyone, but to especially to those of the household of faith. You're just watching your brother living a reckless life. We can say we can say this to them. We can say this to them uh, gently. We can say to, we can tell them this in in a spirit of love. But to to point out to them, I need to. I cannot talk to you for a minute. I want to tell you something I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about. Let's exercise self control. I don't want you to experience a test and think and be found out. One. Still one. Still one. That entire test, I was exerting physical energy going into that push-up. My muscles were still being tired, but I didn't have the form right. I never did more than one push-up that day. But thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. I had to go through an aggressive, intensive training and learn how to do something in a short period of time, again, that I should have been developing the strength and muscle that entire time, and now I, t- I take the test again and I pass. A proud veteran with an honorable discharge from the U.S. Army. But that wouldn't have happened. It almost didn't happen as a result of me not following or being disciplined and having self-control to follow along with the instruction that was being provided to me. So today I charge us to consider some things that you've been hearing, some things that you have not implemented yet, some things that the scripture clearly speaks to. I'm not talking about the stuff you've mastered. I'm not talking about that. We want to go deeper. What is an area in my life where I know I lack discipline and self-control? That I just allow myself to do whatever. And I have all the reasons. I might, as long as a a criminal's rap sheet, I got all these reasons why I don't do it. But today, thank you, Holy Spirit, for conviction to highlight and to show that here's an area that I need you to work on. I need you to really get this. And you have the ability to do it. He's so gracious. You can do this. You can master this. But I can't have you continue to just put that to the side and and just think it's going to take care of itself. There's a test that's coming, and you've already been receiving the instruction. A message year ago God gave was pay attention during the drill. So when there's a storm that comes, do you know where the storm shelter is? Do you have all of the things that you need? Man, I meant to go get those batteries for that flashlight. I've been saying I was going to get it, and now the power is out, and I can't even walk through my house because I can't turn my flashlight on. Did you store up the canned goods, the non-perishables? Do you have bottled water? Do you have the things that you need? Have you been listening to the instructions that you've been given? Some people, unfortunately, they die in a stampede when there's a uh, an evacuation. People just start running, and they have clearly told you where to go. We're going to exit the building this way. We're going to go over to this muster point. You hear the siren and, and looking at your coworkers. What is that noise? What does that mean? What are you supposed to do? That's the take shelter drill. What were we where are we supposed to go? We practice this every month for the last eight months. 
And this is not a drill. Today we're being tested. My declaration for us this morning, again, is cheaters never win. Ananias and Sapphira conspired. They had a chance to tell the truth, to do the right thing, and so do we. Our flesh does not govern us. It does not rule us. We tell it what to do. And the more we meditate on the word day and night, that's what's going to help us not sin against God. God bless you. Hey, Jacqueline. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Rochelle. Great, great, great. Awesome share. Um, so this is the time that we open up for those who have joined um, late and may not have a chance to say good morning. This is your time, but we're going to start with the men first, and then we're going to go to the new callers as well as the callers who hasn't ever said anything. Um, and always wanted to, but today is your day, and then we'll go to the women. So men, go right ahead and let us hear your voice. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I'm a new caller. Uh, well, I've been on a couple of times. My auntie invited me, uncle and my mom invited me this morning. Um, I'm very grateful. Uh, just, I just, Holy Spirit, just, there's a lot of moving pieces in my life for like leadership, management. <clears throat> and I just hear the Holy Spirit just tugging on me about like more discipline, getting up, being more, just having more initiative. I just recognize, like, with my family, I am the leader. Like, you were talking about the Army, and I've been feeling like I'm the drill sergeant. Like, my family needs me to be drilling them. I need to drill myself first and then not necessarily drill them, but just, hey, this is the temple that I'm setting. I believe this is the center, and I just received that this morning from the Holy Spirit, and I just wanted to share that. So thank you. Okay. What? Tell us your name again. Uh, my name is Marcus. And who invited you to the call? Uh, my mother texted me this morning, her birthday. So I texted her, and then she texted me, she's going to be on a prayer call. So then I decided to get on just, you know, kind of for her birthday. But at the same time, I just felt the tug, too. So my name is Marcus. My mom invited me this morning. So, yeah. What's your mom's name? Her name is Wanda. Okay, wonderful. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, he is not saying it. My name is Wonderful Wanda. It's Mama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, mm-hmm. Well, Mark, Marcus, I wanted to say to you, um, more grace to you and um, conviction of the Holy Spirit is awesome. And so as he leads you, that you would um, walk circumspectly before him and be, I declare, a good leader for your household, that you would set a godly example and that they would follow. We have the best leader in God. And so um, your desire to do that, I thank God for the discipline to accompany it, that you might accomplish that which you desire. More grace to you. 
Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Marcus. Is, is there any other men that wants to say good morning before we go to the new other new callers? Yeah, good morning. This is Marv. Uh, thank you for your decoration this morning. Great. Good morning, Marv. Is this your first time calling? I know it isn't. Okay. Yeah, I've been um, on many and, times before. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome back. Amen. Thank you, Marv. Amen. <laughs> Hey, good morning, morning. anyone. Hey, good morning. Good morning. My name is Ernest Luckett. I was this first time caller. It's a rare chance that I'm able to call into anything like this during work, but I received the invitation from Pastor Jack, who spoke today. So I always am uh, in expectation when I hear her speak. It's always a blessing. We belong to the same church. Um, but it was just a blessing just to hear about discipline and cheaters never win. I think that a lot of us can relate to that, and there's always areas in our lives that we can be more disciplined in, so I appreciate that. Good job, Pastor Jacobs. Good morning, brethren. God bless you. I'm glad you're able to join today. Thank you. You're, you said your name is Ernest? Yes, ma'am. All right. Welcome, Ernest. Welcome to Declare Victory. If there's no other men, um, any new callers? Right, so we'll let the ladies who hasn't had a chance to say good morning to say good morning, and once we are done saying good morning, Jacqueline, you can open it up for love, life, and victory, where everyone can come and with their questions, uh, thoughts, dialogue, and whatsoever. So, women, hallelujah. Good morning. Can you hear me? We can hear you too. Yes. Yes, um, this is Jubilant. Um, that was such a powerful, whew, powerful uh, decoration. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, thank you so much for sharing. Amen. Good morning, Ms. Omia. Great decoration. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. This is Shirley. It was wonderful. Thank you. God bless you, Shirley. Good morning. This is wonderful, Wanda. Thank you for your declaration. Bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, Jacqueline, Christina, Joy. That was great. Great, great share. And happy birthday, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Christina Joy. Happy belated birthday to you. Good morning. This is Sister Tracy. Thank you so much for that amazing share this morning. All I want to say is chest the floor. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, Jacqueline. This is Sonia. That was wonderful. Good morning, Sonia. Thank you. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. It's consistent. (laughs) Hi, Persistent. Good morning. Good morning. Great share. Great share, sis. Thank Yeah. Morning, Jacqueline. It's Dee. Wonderful, wonderful, and powerful. Thank you so much for your share. 
morning, B. Thank you. God, good morning to you. Thank you for the wonderful share. I love cartoons, and that was just own hit for me. I tell you, beautiful, beautiful. Have a beautiful, blessed day. My name is Patience, Precious Patience. Good morning, Patience. Could you see Droopy? Could you see his face? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even mm-hmm. I even saw the, uh, the the devil and the angel on one shoulder and the other one on the other shoulder. There's a cartoon with Jackson on, too, with a little devil on one end and one shoulder, and the angel is on the other shoulder. Oh, yeah, I saw Droopy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, good morning. It's Moxie. Great declaration. Hey, Great good morning, declaration. Moxie. Good morning. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit when he, um, you know, we used to with the cheating, you know. Oh, God, I just remember a time, you guys, where, you know, it was just a way of, because you didn't you didn't believe you can do it, you know. So I just love the Holy Spirit to change my mind and to know that I don't have to cheat because I could do all things through him. You get what I'm saying? Because I remember mm-hmm. a time, I'm telling y'all, if you, I used to think like, oh, if you don't get caught, it's all good, period. That's how I used to feel, you know, like I used to look for opportunities, like, ooh. You know, oh, craziness, just uh-huh. craziness, you know, craziness. But God is good, you know, for, you know, the new man the, of who you are. Of, you know, you, as 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 a new creation, you don't want to feel right cheating. You don't want to feel right lying. You know what I'm saying? I just I just love him. But I just thought about that when you were saying that. I just was picturing just like, God, I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for your rescue. I thank you for giving me confidence, confidence, you know. To know that I don't have to do that, that I can do all things through you, you know, that, you know, I can, um, you know, get wisdom, get an understanding. I don't have to teach to, to, you know, win. You get what I'm saying? So God is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I know everybody was saying good morning, but good morning, sis. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else want to say good morning? First time callers. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Melody. Great declaration, Jackie. Very good. Okay. Anybody else going once? Want to say good morning? We're going to continue, but anybody else? Good morning, Jackie. Great decoration. I enjoyed it. Good morning. Thank you. This is Dion Didi. I wanted to say good morning because the rest of my tribe was on the call. I want to try to know I'm here too. Great declaration, accountability, accountability partner. Yes, good uh, morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Pastor Jackie. This is glorious, Gloria. God bless you. Thank you for that wonderful declaration. Thank you, glorious. Good morning, this is Lenore Castor. And, um, thank you for the declaration today and the challenge of uh, self-examination, um, looking at ourselves and discipline and how we can improve ourselves in discipline. Good morning, Lenore. Thank you. 
Anyone else? Okay, let's go get go right into love, life, and victory. Hi, Jackie. It's Simone. Hi, Simone. Excellent declaration. Um, excellent declaration. Uh, a test is coming. A test is coming. A mm-hmm. test. I mean, it's a great reminder. You preferenced it in such a way that um, we can be prepared. I, I'm grateful that 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 there is a uh, he gives us grace to get ready. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, great preparation for the test. Thank you for the sharing. Excellent, excellent declaration. Yes. Thank you. Um, to that, I want to say that as as students. In, in particular, and we are forever students, we ought to be, at any moment that we believe that we no longer need to learn, that is really a, um, a prerequisite for our end here. So we should want to learn forever. Be be mindful of this mindset that you can't teach me nothing, I don't need to learn nothing new, or even saying incorrectly of yourself, over yourself, I can't learn anything new. There's, there's, we are, we want to be students for the rest of our life. So the ability to learn, we have the capacity to receive new information, to be stretched, to grow, to get better, to blossom. And so a test is coming. So we want to pay attention to the lessons along the way because that's what he's using. I've been preparing you all along. Now you got to trust what I'm giving you for the test. But if you sleep during the lesson, if you cheat during the lesson, you're going to miss out on what's key, crucial, critical for you to make it through the test. And we don't want to we don't want to barely make it. He has caused us to be more than a conqueror. So we want to pay attention so that when the test comes, we say, oh, I know exactly what to do. We don't have to like the test, but we don't want to be ill prepared. So we might not desire it, but I want to be confident in the fact that I have everything that I need to pass this test because the test is coming. Can so I ask good. a question? Yes. So what happens if you're like actively hiding behind the door? You're actively, you know, in the angle of the drill instructor seeing you do the push-ups and you recognize like, yo, like what are I'm just asking for like some practical things that I can do today. That it's like I'm actively a cheater and I recognize the test is coming, but what do I do? Like I, I hear the I hear the goodness of what you're saying, but like What's the first step? Like, I need help. Like, <clears throat> so yeah. Can you help me with that, please? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So the, the the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. That's not just the scripture for salvation, but when I heard it, so this message came to you today. I heard you. I heard you say, you know, you called in today, and that is something that you want to do. So God has a way of getting messages to us. So now I got, I have a choice. What am I going to do with the information that I heard? And some practical things are. I have to admit that this behavior is counterproductive to my success in this area. This is not serving me well. I cannot do this. You can ask for help. You can get an accountability partner. Listen, I've been struggling with, if there's something you've wanted to do, I don't know if it's working out. Let's just say it was working out. And I still don't like to work out. I still don't like to work out. And I have an accountability partner that gave me some very practical tips. One of them was find music that you like 
it might not be the music recommended by the coach or by the um, instructor, but find music that you like and begin moving to that music. That was that was a game changer. It's not that the other music was bad. It just didn't keep my attention. I didn't. I was being asked to do something I didn't enjoy, but it was something necessary for my body. So because I know that exercise is what I need and I'm the only one that can exercise these limbs, well, if I was in, in the hospital, I don't want that to happen, you know, where people are, are in a situation where somebody else has to come and move their limbs for them. No, no, the devil is a lie. I can move my own body. So now I have to have self-will. I've got to say, what is it? What is the objective? What do I want to see? And what do I what am I doing? So one of the things in my in my work, we have a gap plan. Here is the here's where I am. Here's where I want to go, and the space in between is the gap. So I need to develop a plan to close the gap. How do I get from laying in the bed all day to getting in the gym? I'm gonna have to maybe sign up for a class that I'm gonna pay for because I'm not gonna lay in the bed and uh, waste my money. Maybe I need to call a friend and say, Hey, do you work out? Can I come with you? It's, it's a little bit different when you have to show up or be accountable to someone or something. So those would be some practical things that I would suggest to you. Thank you. Did that I help? Heard you yeah, I heard you loud and clear. Um, <clears throat> I heard this last week. It's kind of like, this is just more confirmation. It's kind of like reverse engineer. So like by the end of the year, I want to have X, Y, Z, but I'm at A. So what do I need to do to get, you know, what, do, what needs to be filled in in between and then work your way back? Kind of like yeah. What I know it's not what you said, but I hear the Holy Spirit kind of saying like you need to like fake it till you make it. And in many ways for me, I need to just act as if it's already so, and so then the things will come to me. At least that's what God has been telling me. And but I heard you loud and clear. And ultimately, it okay. starts with and it ends with me. And I, and I appreciate that. I thank you for allowing me to put you on the spot with those questions because it means oh. a lot to hear today in, in person. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Well, let me give you something so we don't have to say fake it till we make it. That's the phrase. It works. But the scripture actually says, speak, uh, speak those things that be not. That's King James. But say the things that don't exist like they actually do. So make some declarations. What are some things you want to be true in your life? Write them down. This is my, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to get a sticky note. Get you a, um, yeah, get you a post-it note and write down some things you want. And I want you to put them somewhere where you can see them, on the dash of your car, on your mirror, on your locker. I don't know. But whatever you're talking about, right, um, This I want to have this by the end of the year. So this is what I'm working toward. Keep looking at that thing. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at it. Keep declaring it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. And so um, we speak it as though it is, I am a good this. I am, um, blah, you know, what? what is it? I am blank. Fill, fill that in. Whatever you want to achieve, say that, write that, and then begin to declare that. Thank you. And expect it. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm so grateful. So appreciative. Amen. Good morning. This is wonderful, Wanda. Um, Good morning. Okay. Thank you for your declaration. Um, I want to say happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy it is birthday. my birthday. And I feel like Krishanda did yesterday when her mom and her brother got on the call. Uh, Marcus, thank you for logging on. And it's just, uh, as you guys, you know, some of the people on the call, 
can remember when I first got on the call. And 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 each time I'm on here, it's like I have this eagerness and this hungryness for more information and more of 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 to to get closer to God and to get into the solution of situations. And my son is the same way. Um, so it's real good to hear him this morning. Um, I'm, I'm 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 I've been asking him to get on this call for for months, and so. I'm I'm glad to hear his voice and to hear his desire. Um I related to everything that you said and um you know I make it a goal like every year that I make another year I woke up I've been up since two o'clock this morning and I just I was talked to God, I prayed, I didn't watch the little T V and I just said I'm gonna stay up because 'cause I'm gonna get on the call at six o'clock. And for me that's discipline. Cause my body's tired and want to go lay back down, but every morning I'm, I, you know, I'm practicing, you know, getting up, getting on this call and getting fed and getting information, getting assignments, getting discipline. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful. Um, I'm grateful to declare victory because I felt lost when I first started on this call. I felt totally spiritually lost and. Every day that I get on, I get fed about my convictions that I have. And one of my convictions that I have is not reading the word and not spending time like I should, like I want to with God. And um, everything that I hear, it's like I'm not getting a spanking. I'm getting, you know, a lesson in how to do it better where I've been mm-hmm. criticizing myself all of, I beat me up and I I've been 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 harsh to myself and and so when I get on the call it gives me a different way to view how to get to where I'm trying to get to with love and support you know um I get all you guys confused cuz y'all all sound alike cuz I don't have a face to go with the voice <laughs> but I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting used to it I'm I'm getting phone numbers and I'm reaching out and calling people so you know, it's just really, really good. Um, everything that I ask God for, I'm the student, and you guys are my teachers. And I have people in my life that, to me, I'm their teacher. You know, like at work, I have coworkers that come to me for certain things, and they say, you always know what to say, and you always know how to answer a question, and how do I phrase this when I'm typing this email or or this text message, and, and I feel that same way about you guys on Declare Victory. So I just want to say um, thank you for your wisdom and um, just thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you know, a problem well-defined is a problem half-solved. So your desire to read more, to study more, is we'll call that the problem, right? You've defined it. I want to do that more. So you've defined it very well. It's halfway solved. You, you, I want you to think of unique ways in which I can carve out some time and put it in. It's about our appetite. You know, what we're hungry for, we go after. A lot of times people, um, it, it's sometimes you see something on TV and all of a sudden, why do I want a burger or why do I want chips? I've been looking at it. So um, whatever, so that you're not, I'm glad to hear that it's not condemnation. It's something that I want. I want to do more. 
And so here's some here's some unique ways in which I can incorporate it or add it to my day. Uh, maybe it's a leave a devotional. This is what I had to do. Put a devotional on this on your nightstand. So convenience. If I felt like I had to get up, as much as I love the Word of God, I'm looking for ways in which it's readily available to me, so I'm not having to get up and go look for it. So you can that that's a a tip, something for you to consider keeping keeping a um, something with you, so that when I'm waiting at at an appointment or I'm wait in the waiting room with someone else, whatever, I have it readily available that I can pull it out and I can read it. And those will be ways in which you can do achieve your goal of having more time reading the word and studying. Thank you. I want to um, confess. I I uh, I have a I I love 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 potato chips. Like I love potato chips. I will buy every kind of Lay's potato chips that they have in the store. And I and I I eat potato chips late at night. So remember I told you I got up at two o'clock this morning. So I went in mm-hmm. the, in the clock and got my bag of potato chips, some ruffled cherry cheese. <laughs> I opened the bag and I ate one potato chip. And after I ate the one potato chip, God said, Wanda, it's 2 a.m. Why are you eating the potato chips, but you want to get rid of the fat that you have in your stomach? And I looked at the bag, and I closed the bag up, and I laid the bag down. So I'm very proud of myself because I normally would go in on the potato chips. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> so I'm, just, just, I'm getting it. <laughs> Who else? Anybody else? Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Sister Tracy. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, thank you so much for your declaration on this morning. And the reason why I said when you were talking about push-ups and discipline, I said chest to floor because I was working – before I came to California in surgery, it was like maybe in my 40s. And I was about 200 pounds and I couldn't hardly breathe and I was singing in church and I couldn't execute my notes. And I was also working in the department where I saw a wound care, where I saw a lot of stuff happening with patients coming in and getting amputations. And I was like, you know what? I got to do something to change my life. So I went to the doctor and I said, Dr. Giwala, can you give me a tummy tuck? And he said, absolutely not. Go to the gym and work out. You're young. I said, but I don't want to. I wanted the easy way out. I wanted the quick fix. He's like, I'm not going to do it. He said, I'm going to talk to you like I talked to my daughter. And I found, I finally found D1, and I went into the gym. And I went, first went into the gym. Of course, I had been in the gym in years since high school and college. My form was off. I had to learn how to do uh, uh lunges and um, everything the correct way of form to prevent injury as I was working out. And when it came to push-ups, honey, I didn't want to do the push-ups. I'm like, what's that? Why do I have to do that? And I fought it for a minute, but then when I started to learn the process of why, I was able to start with five and then increase to 10 and increase to 15 to the point where I was able to do, as I said, chest to floor, where I could be suspended in the air, but my nose barely hit the the floor, and I was just suspended right there, and I was able to do push-ups from there instead of doing them upward. 
Um, and it strengthened my upper body. It strengthened me physically, mentally, and emotionally, spiritually, and everything connected. And that was the journey of me starting to live a healthy lifestyle. But I had to put in the work. If I didn't do that at 42 years old, and I also worked in wound care, and I saw I didn't want to be diabetic. I didn't want all this stuff that was running in my family. I said, I have the power right now to make these changes that's going to affect me in my 50s and 60s. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for that declaration. Yes. Awesome. Way to, great job at doing the work. Anyone else? Yeah, this, good morning. Yeah, this is Jubilant. Um, your name is Jackie, right? Yes, Jacqueline or Jackie, yes. Um, that was so powerful, Jack. Um, Jackie, I was just listening to you, you know, as far as, you know, the, the whole process about when you were in the military and stuff like that and the cheating, you know, and I think about that scripture to, you know, not just be a hearer. I was just writing this in yeah. my journal this morning. <laughs> I just how amazing how God answers prayer. I'm just in my journal this morning said, Lord, I want to be a not just a hearer, but I want to be a doer. You know, it's just, you know, you can have things in your mind theoretically to know how to do the right thing, but don't still don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just uh, the whole time that you were talking, I was just standing in amazement how God was answering and actually walking through my own journey, which as you walk up through yours. And um, that song? I'm thinking about this song right now, but I think it was by Heat Wave. It says, ain't no half-stepping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, can't afford, like you said, we can't afford to be half-stepping because the, the 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 test is coming, and and again, I listen to the brothers talk about the same thing. Theoretically, yeah, I know the test is coming. How much? But how much? How long do you know? And and you know, are you gonna do something about it? Are you gonna be like that? You know, um, like you know, are you building your 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 house upon the sand or on the rock? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that ran through my mind, but it's just powerful. Um, and I'm definitely gonna re-listen to this. And I also was taking notes, so I'll be doing the same thing you told the brother to do as far as, you know, writing something down and, you know, putting my goal down as the Holy Spirit lays it down for me and let that be my target. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, this is Shirley. Um, I wanted to say thank you uh, for your declaration this morning. There was something that um, transpire with me yesterday. Um, but what I realized is that through your self-control is the time when the enemy is now going to be in a position to try to get you off of your, off of your goal to to reach Mm -hmm. to that point. Right. But the great thing about knowing the word is a spiritual warfare that we're also going through. But as I start listening to God and God was convicting my heart and he kept, I mean, he will touch you and, 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 and get you to the point to where, um, you know, you're doing something wrong. 
and, and he's going to point that out to you until you make it right. And so he's been talking to me all day yesterday up until this morning. So I thank you for the message because then I really felt that I got my confirmation. But I just wanted to say that doing your discipline, the enemy is going to try to get you off track. That is his job. And if we if we know that, then that gives us even more reason why we have to stay connected to the word, why we have to uh, keep spiritually uh, a relationship with God, because the the enemy is coming right after you. When you get to one process and you get to, you, I don't know if you know the saying, but I'm sure everyone said, they said one, a, a new level, a new devil. So he's going to try to get you, even if you accomplish one, uh, now there's a new level, a new devil. And the discipline is preparing you even when the enemy is coming after you at any level. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. So I still have this thing that I have to fix today. I feel like my spirit will not be rest until I accomplish what I, what, when I answer to God what I need to do. So I just wanted to mm-hmm. say thank you for that. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Um, I Thank think, and that's remembering there's a, there's something that um, people say in sports, don't let them outwork you. So there's this imbalance sometimes where people will say the enemy is busy. And as I'm sitting here listening, I want us to say, don't let the enemy outwork you. He's doing his job, but we got to make sure that we're doing ours because, yep, he's going to, he's going to throw the dart, but we have been given a shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. So while we sit here being a statistician and a scorekeeper about what the enemy has launched, and some of us spend the day talking about how much he did, how much he did, and how much he did, when we would, okay, uh, let me ask you, and what was your response to that? Because you have weapons, you have word, you have you have a response. So let's spend less time talking about the work of the enemy and do the work of God. So um, in, in football, you know, the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen coming against each other, their goal is to keep the other one away. But the one that's going to win out is the one that is able to endure and has the physical strength to keep their man back. They only have a certain amount of time to hold them before they get a foul. But as it relates to us, listen, we not ain't, ain't no, I wish a devil would think he's about to outwork me. Yeah, you're doing your job. You came to steal, yeah. to kill, and to destroy. But we got power. We have power over the enemy. And he's always under our feet, always. So he's not about to outwork us. I love that. And thank you for saying that because I recognize the enemy. I know what he's trying to do. I am not, I, but I know it says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. There was someone thank else you. that was coming was on before, sir. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, one, I just want to say thank you, Jacqueline, because you spread a spread. Great share. Um, when you first started out and you began to um, talk and you and the drill sergeant asked you, you know, where have you been? Um, I don't recall what your response was, but um, being so, a lot of times we have a quick answer for it. And when you said that, the Holy Spirit says some things are are debatable, are not debatable, even if it seems right. Um, and I was just like, okay, so what does that mean? And then he gave me Proverbs 14 and 12. And I was like, okay. But as you begin to share, even the more he, he brought back a conversation that I had with one of my dearest sisters. And 
when we um we are who we are you know quick tongues can snap real quick and i remember she said we talked about um sometimes even exercising self-control and self-discipline it doesn't always require a response whether you're right or wrong and when Mm -hmm. we become so abiding in christ even that quick tongue is not so quick the holy spirit is quicker than that so we don't even um have have a comeback that we would if we were to would not exercise self-discipline if that makes sense so that just reminded me of how self-control and self-discipline once you're under or abiding in christ how we get pumped for jesus but it's worth it It's it's totally worth it because who better to defend ourselves than allowing Christ to defend who died on the cross for us? We don't always have to come back with a comeback because he's mm-hmm. the com- he, he's the one. He's the vindicator. He's the defender. So, and, and we beat ourselves up because, like, I could have said this, and we do it all the time. I, I should have said it. I would have said it. But when we become and we yield to Christ, and we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, that's where the discipline comes in because we're yielding. So great share again, Miss Jacqueline. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Shell. I was thinking, you know, when he asked me the fact that when God asked Adam, where are you? The drill sergeant in a similar way, well, God knew exactly where Adam was. The drill sergeant was in shock because he didn't recognize me. He didn't know where I was. And it was a, to him, it might've been a reflection that there's some, how did I miss you? How did I not know you knew how to do this? But my response to him when he asked me, I said, I've been right, I've been right here. I've been right here. I've been here, but I haven't been doing the work. So showing up isn't enough. Showing up isn't enough. What are you doing while you're there? So as we look in the sanctuary, even in the Bible studies, you've been here, but then testing comes like, so what are you so nervous about? We've actually been talking about this. What what have you been doing with what you've heard? And so um, James 1 and 19, everyone must be quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to become angry. Thank you, Cheryl. Anyone else? Good morning again. This is glorious. Pastor Jackie, I just thank God your um, declaration as you talked about being in the military. I remember whenever I had to go through the police academy and I went in with the mindset, I'm not going to be able to do this. However, God blessed and I was able to get through everything I needed to get through. And as you were ministering this morning, the thought came to my mind that Everything that we need, God has already provided for us. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we just have to go back and reflect back on, he did it this time with this. It correlates to whatever it is we're facing at this point. This morning in in our Bible study, we we read um, Proverbs Proverbs 21, and it talked about the warrior. Um, I I don't remember the scripture right now. It talked about Mm -hmm. the warrior being able to overtake the warrior, the strengthened warrior, I am wrote it down. Let me get my glasses on. I'm sorry. I'm going to be real, real okay. quick. But this, it, this thing blessed me, and it all correlated back to what we're talking about. Um, here it is, Proverbs 21 and 23. 
a warrior filled with wisdom, and wisdom is applied knowledge, ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, breaking down the strongholds of the mighty. And God has seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our assignment is to tear down those strongholds so that people's minds can be free. And so I bless God for your encouragement and kicking the butt and the get up, get up, soldier, and, and war. Thank you. God yes. bless you. I love you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Come on, soldiers fight. That's what we do. That's what we do. We're not laying down. We have we have been equipped. We have what we need, but our mind is going to have to line up so that we can get up and fight. We can do what it is that we are called to do, equipped to do, capable of doing. Anyone else? Sister Jacqueline, this is Tenacious T. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad to have heard your message. I've been here for like the last year or so, and I'm actually at the park getting ready to walk my five-mile daily walk that I haven't done in like nine months because I let a new job out of retirement take me from it. And then my bathroom broke down. No, my kitchen broke down. So I ate out for those seven months or those nine months. So I am so (laughs) grateful to hear the words that you say because you're so right. Having an accountability partner is very key to getting disciplined because I found a friend. And you know, it's hard for us finding friends that want to be disciplined to do what you want to do. Um, I went all the way back to the seventh grade, and I this is my 60th year, so we've been friends a long time, and reached out to someone that I never had close relationship with. And now for two years, we've been walking, but when I went out of retirement to go back to work to save my union, we had to put aside walking. And I could not believe when we first started, it was only an hour and 15 minutes that it took to do five miles. It's like I would have never thought in my lifetime that it would have took, I would have thought three hours or something like that. And we're back on track. We started yesterday. We're doing the five miles in that time period, and we still had time to go to work. And I see myself starting to get strong. I even got sick during that time period for the first time in 12 years. My body was healthy when I was walking. And I got sick and it lasted three weeks. And can you believe I sing at church? I couldn't even sing. My voice was gone. We pay such a price for not being healthy and being disciplined and all things like that. So I learned my lesson. I'm back on track. But I want to be disciplined spiritually, too. So this is just the beginning of getting myself back together. I thought I was together, but it's time for a new day. And I just thank you for what you guys are doing on this prayer line. This is a perfect subject for me to get started on. God bless you. God bless you, Tenacious T. I'm excited, and I celebrate your win. Um, I don't know if Marcus is still on the call, but I feel like what you shared is a really it's a practical way for you you went for a certain amount of time not doing it, and here you are walking today. So whatever, I heard you talk about an accountability partner. So can you just share a little bit about what got you to the track today? What did you do to literally um, get you from where you were not walking to now walking again? Because, like I said, I noticed how much of my life was starting to disappear for work. 
And then when I got sick, it was like a wake-up call because I didn't have the strength to be healed as before. And I just started saying, you know, to my accountability partner, we've given up so much of our lives just for this job. (laughs) And so we started realizing we're just going to have to fit it in. So we're out earlier than we normally are. We get out usually about 8.30 or something. Now we moved it back an hour. And we're here before even the park is even really open. <laughs> and it's yep. perfect timing. We, I feel bad there's days I don't want to go. I know from the past, but because I'm obligated to her and not wanting mm-hmm. to let her down, that processing starts kicking in. Oh, but I'll let Marcy down. So, <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. really works psychologically because there's times I'm, so exhausted and when when I'm done I'm so glad I was out here I just cannot believe it so thank God for that person that everyone has out there you just got to keep calling and knocking and find someone to be committed to besides yourself in some cases because <laughs> myself yeah. will let myself yeah. down and yeah you know, so I I'm not that kind of discipline to do it on my own but I will find somebody at all times to get me out there and I just well, am good. thankful. Well, good. I, hope I know that'll help somebody else that, um, that that's really how it happens. You make a decision and then you find a way to hold yourself accountable. And if it's external by way of another person, then so yeah. be it. Cause it's the, the output, the value of what you're going to get from doing it is, is exponential. So I got to do it. I got I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to call somebody. Yes. Yes, and I had to find someone I normally don't. She's here now. She's happy to be out walking with me also. (laughs) Very good. Well, enjoy your walk. Okay, thank you. God bless you, sisters and brothers. God bless you. Anyone else? Uh, uh, It's Marcus. I'm still here. I'm listening. Just so you know. Okay, okay. Anyone else? Okay. Well, Shell, I don't know if you're still on the call. I, I is, did we pray and we're done? I'm sorry. I know I heard the agenda earlier or the lineup, but today was my first share. So I have been listening to the call as well and have been completely blessed and I'm thankful for the opportunity to share. Yes, Bethlehem, if there's no one else, you can pray out and bless our day. And thank you so much again for standing there and and, and your declaration. Okay. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this day. It's the day that you've blessed and you have allowed us to see it. God, I thank you that you're faithful to yourself. You're faithful to your word. You're faithful to your covenant that you've made with us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for this study of discipline and self-control. I thank you there's nothing that you require of us that you have not already equipped us to do. So, Lord, for those who have things that's literally on their mind in this moment, I pray that you are the one who helps us. You are the one that strengthens us. You are the one that upholds us by your right hand of righteousness. And so that verse began in Isaiah 41 and 10 with, Fear not, for I am the Lord your God. So I thank you for those today who are sitting with 
being nudged in their inner man to make a change, to become more disciplined and have self-control in areas of their life. God, I thank you that it's not grievous for them to do. I thank you, God, that these changes, these adjustments, as minor or great as they are, that, God, we are able to make them. I thank you, Father, that you would even inspire us now to consider all of the ways in which what let's examine what it is that we are doing. And are these things pleasing unto you? Are these things moving us closer to the goals that we have? And if they're not, then, God, we can make an adjustment today that we can begin to do incremental things that would line us up with what it is that you're desiring for us and that we want to come into alignment with. I thank you, God, for the discipline and the self-control from us that comes from reading your word. You said, blessed is the one that here that hungers and thirsts for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I thank you for the filling that takes place from when we read your word. I thank you, God, for a new appetite today, that what we once desired, that God, it no longer satisfies us. Even when we eat it, Lord, it just doesn't do it for us anymore. There's nothing, there's no one like you. You said in Isaiah 43 and said, God, that we are, you are my witnesses in the earth, O Israel. You have been chosen to to know me and to believe me and to know that I am God and that you are God alone, that there was none before you, there's none that will be after you. And so, Lord, that when we get you, when we when we have a taste of certain things, it's like we when we have it, we've never had it like that again. But God, there's nothing about you that can be replaced by anything or anyone, anywhere, at any time. So may we taste and see that you, the Lord, is good, and God, that you satisfy us in all of our longings, no matter what we crave, no matter what we desire. If we seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, God, you said all of these things would be added unto us. So that which we want, we want this discipline and self-control, we have to come and seek after you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. So I thank you today that as we consider what we want, what we want to add, what we want to see different, God, it comes in our seek of you. It comes in our pursuit of you. And then, God, that thing that it seems like it didn't make sense that when we began to read the word, all of a sudden I wanted to work out. All of a sudden I wanted to save. All of a sudden I wanted to... It's a principle. It's a principle, God. So it's not about going after the thing because we can get the thing, but we're not going to be able to maintain it. It's the reverse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of the things. What are the things? Whatever, those are the things that he'll add to you. So get it in the right order. Seek him first. I thank you, God, for a mind that is set to worship you. I thank you that it's with the first fruits of our lips that we offer unto you, even to get up early in the morning to seek you. But it's not without promise. You said, if you seek me Oh, you will find me, not another, but if you seek me, you'll find me. So may we rise early and seek you in the morning. And I thank you that the reward of our worship is your presence. God, I pray blessings upon every person that's on the line, every person connected to those who are on the line and those who wanted to be on the line today. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that you move by your spirit in the lives of these, your children. Draw us closer to you. Holy Spirit, it's by your loving kindness that you have drawn us. And Jesus said that none that was placed in his hands did he lose. So I thank you that we are 
seated and securely, securely held in your hand, and nothing is lost, nothing is broken. I thank you, Lord God, that as we pursue you and we pursue the things of you, that, God, you would come after us and bless us. Bless us, O oh God. Keep us in the way, in your way. Let us know, God, what you have placed us in the earth to do, and then inspire us to do that. That may nothing else satisfy us. May nothing else satisfy us. Externally, internally, intrinsically, extrinsically, may nothing else satisfy us outside of you, God. May our appetite, may our minds be shifted today to you and to you alone. For this, I thank you because I know you don't just hear this prayer. God, you answer. And so it's been prayed in faith. And God, I thank you for a swift response and for the encouragement of every person who has a desire before you that they will hold fast for the just shall live by faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And so, Lord, we speak those things today that be not as if they were. We receive them in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing day. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Happy birthday, Wanda. Happy birthday, Wanda. Happy birthday, Wanda. Guys, have a blessed, blessed day today. Tuesday.